Well, a very happy new year to you and compliments of the season. I trust it's going to be a good year for you and that you will know God's grace and strength as you go through this year. And so I have a, I have a message for you. I believe it's from the Lord. And that is that He promises that He will strengthen you. And so that's what I want to speak about today, the fact that He will strengthen you. And we're living in a crazy time in the country with all that's going on, and we're living in a crazy time in the world with all that's going on, and He will strengthen you. Maybe in your personal world, in your private world, there's also a lot of things going on. Well, He'll strengthen you. Maybe in your relationships, there's a lot of turmoil, or upset. Well, he'll strengthen you, and he will strengthen you. So take hold of that. Lord, we thank you as we spend this time together that you want to strengthen each one of us. And we open our hearts, and we embrace you, and we say, strengthen us, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to read Psalm 59 today, so if you've got your Bible with you, you can turn to Psalm 59. It's nice if you can read with, because then you can, you can just follow and be part. But let me give you a bit of a backdrop to the story. It's a Psalm of David, and it was written at a very difficult time. It was written at a time when Saul had declared that he wanted David to be killed. Saul was the king, and he wanted to get rid of David. David was a problem to him because David was well-liked, David was anointed, and Saul didn't have that same favor. So he wanted to eliminate the opposition, and he wanted to, you know, rule and reign um, into eternity, and uh, it wasn't what God's plan was. And so he wanted to interfere, and he wanted to get rid of David. And so he sends his men to David's house to surround David's house and to look for an opportunity to kill David. So you might be going through a lot of trouble, but I'm sure it's not as bad as that. So that's the, the background to the story, and uh, let's read it together. It says in Psalm 59 from verse 1, David is actually praying here at the start, and he says, deliver me from my enemies, O oh my God. Protect me from those who rise against me. Deliver me from the workers of iniquity and save me from the men of bloodshed. See how they lie in wait for me. Fierce men conspire against me for no transgression or sin of my own, O oh Lord. So he had done nothing wrong. Verse 4, he confirms it. For no fault of my own, they move swiftly to attack me. Arise to help me and take notice. O Lord God of hosts, the God of Israel, rouse yourself to punish all the nations and show no mercy to the wicked traitors. They return in the evening, snarling like dogs and prowling around the city. See what they spew out of their mouths, sharp words from their lips. For who can hear us? So they were, there was a verbal attack as well as this physical attack. But you, O oh Lord, you laugh at them. You scoff at all the nations. Verse 9. 
But I will keep watch. Some Bibles say, wait. I will keep watch for you, O my strength. For you, O God, are my fortress. My God of loving devotion will come to meet me. God will let me stare down my foes. Verse 11, do not kill them or my people will forget. Scatter them by your power and bring them down, O Lord, our shield. By the sins of their mouths and the words of their lips, let them be trapped in their pride in the curses and lies they utter. Consume them in your wrath. Consume them, consume them till they are no more. So it may be known to the ends of the earth that God rules over Jacob. Verse 14, they return in the evening, snarling like dogs and prowling around the city. They scavenge for food and they growl if they're not satisfied. Verse 16 and 17, but I will sing of your strength and proclaim your loving devotion in the morning. For you are my fortress, my refuge in times of trouble. To you, O oh my strength, I sing praises to you. O oh God, you are my fortress, my God, my loving devotion. Quite an interesting story of a man under such a difficult set of circumstances. And so we see how it was a difficult time for David. The intents of the king were clear. And uh, these people were prowling around him, trying to find an opportunity to get rid of him. And so it was a, quite a hostile situation. It reminds me a bit of when you watch those um, nature programs. And you watch the lion come in and take down its prey. And the lion is just settling down with its prey, and along come these hyenas, laughing and snarling and growling, and, and then, you know, they start, uh, you know, tantalizing the, the lion, and eventually the lion has got to defend his prey, and, and eventually, sometimes the lion will just abandon the prey because of all of this harassment and this scavenging that's going on. And in nature, you get predators and scavengers. You get these two categories of, of animals. Everything works together. But I believe God wants us to be like a David. David killed his own lion, killed his own bear. He didn't need somebody else's prey. And I want to encourage you that in Christ, that we're not, we don't be scavengers. But trust God to give you your own prey this year. Trust God to give you your own, your own destiny. Trust Him for that. And sometimes when, when I see that, I, I feel sorry for people. I feel, I feel sorry for these soldiers who were like growling and snarling at, at David. I mean... So pathetic. Because God had a bigger plan, and God has a bigger plan for you. And so let's, let's up our game and believe that God has got great things for us. So you might have a challenging time in your private world today. Well, the Lord wants to come and strengthen you. You may feel like we're facing a challenging time in our country, 
And I think we are. But the Lord will come and strengthen you. There may be challenging things happening around the world, but the Lord will come and strengthen you. The Lord will come and strengthen you. And so what I want to do is I want to give you a couple of pointers that I believe can help you to live by His strength. And I believe that they can, they can be an encouragement to you. The first thing is recognize that you need His strength. That's the first thing. And I believe that's so important because every one of us need the strength that comes from God. We're not designed to do life in our own strength. That's not how we were designed to live. And I believe there are times when we go through weakness or we feel desperate. There's a lady I know, when she gets really stressed, she comes to another person that I know and she says, I'm D for desperate. Well, maybe you're D for desperate today. Well, God wants to come and strengthen you. Recognize that you need his strength. Maybe you're pressurized, stressed, or discouraged. Well, he wants to come and strengthen you. Recognize that you need his strength. There was a lady that I knew, and, uh, and one day she was facing all sorts of different things, and I spoke to her, and she said, don't worry about me, I've got broad shoulders. Now, I know some people have got the, I've got the broad shoulder approach. I can handle things. But I want to encourage you and say, that's not how it's meant to be. Because God says, cast all my care, all your cares on me. So you don't need to have the broad shoulder approach. The issue is I've discovered many times those who think they can do it in their own strength, haven't had the when yet. Do you know what the when is? The Bible says, when trouble comes. They haven't had the when. And once they've had the when, then they realize, I need the Lord. And so I want to encourage you, rather begin to rely on His strength now. Don't let it be a shock when you have to face something, begin to rely on his strength now. I believe sometimes we simply just need divine intervention. That's what we need. And I believe his help is available to us. So the first thing is recognize that you need his strength. Secondly, the Lord's strength stems out of your relationship with him. And that's where we have to focus. And I see that as we develop our relationships with the Lord, we will find his strength becoming a reality in our lives. And so I want to encourage you in that regard. Now, in Psalm 59, we see that David had a relationship with God. And if you still got your Bible open, you can just leave it open at Psalm 59. I'll refer to a couple of scriptures. And he was in a living and real relationship with God. And God was a living reality to David. He spoke to God as if God was standing right next to him. He was in this relationship with the Lord. And he cries out to God in the form of a prayer for deliverance and for defense. And he, he's now an enemy of the state. And he's been hunted like an animal. And in all of this, he's got this relationship with the Lord. Now, in reading that, you may have been consumed with all of the... Uh, 
adjectives that he uses to describe his situation, but if you read in between, you'll discover he has a relationship with the Lord. Let me show you. In verse 1, he says these words. He says, the Lord my God. He declares his close and personal relationship with the Lord. He doesn't say, our Lord, our God, the Father. He says, my God. So he has this relationship. I believe that's the first key to knowing his strength is to have this relationship. And it goes on in verse 9 and in verse 17. He speaks of God and he says, For you, O God, are my fortress. What's a fortress? Well, a fortress is a place of safety and security. And I believe David knew his God in this secure way as a fortress. In verse 10 and verse 17, he speaks of the Lord as the one who loves him. He says, my God of loving devotion. Some Bibles just say, my God of love. But I love the loving devotion because it's just like the love and the commitment all thrown into one. And then in verse 9 and verse 17, he speaks of the Lord as his strength. And he says these words, oh my God. Strength, referring to the Lord. It's almost like a sigh. It's like a sigh. Just, oh, my strength. It's referring to the Lord. It's this, this wonderful way in which he imparts this. And I believe he knew the Lord as the one who was his strength and the one from whom all strength flows. And perhaps he'd learned to live in dependence on God. I think under those circumstances, you really need to live like that, and everything flowed out of that relationship, and the strength you need from God flows out of your relationship with Him. Point number three, don't be afraid to tell God about your need. I mean, David was quite radical. I mean, he was talking about wicked traitors, fierce men who conspire against him, snarling dogs, scavengers, prowling and growling. He, he was quite happy. I want to tell you something. God is not scared of hearing about your drama. You don't have to put all the drama on social media. He is quite happy to hear it himself. I don't need to hear it. He's quite happy to hear it. And you can tell it in all the technicolor. You don't have to put it on social media. You can just let it go. You can just say, God, these scavengers that are growling at my door. Ah, and you can leave it with him. And you know what? I think if we can speak it out, let it go. And I believe God is big enough to know the context and the picture and the frustration and the desperation. He's big enough. We can just speak it out. So don't be afraid to tell God. He speaks about these snarling dogs and scavengers and prowling and growling. It reminds me, in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8, it says, Be alert and sober-minded. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. We're in a similar situation. And I think if we realize this, 
then we will, we will look to the Lord for the strength that he has for us. So step up, speak it out, get it off your chest. The Lord is there for you. He wants to come and strengthen you. Point number four, and this maybe is a, a little bit more difficult, it's in the midst of the storm, wait. Now, humanity is different. We go, in the midst of the storm, react. And I tell you, I think we do ourselves and our circumstances a lot of damage by reacting. Just wait. And uh, I see this in the, in the middle of this whole Psalm in verse 9, Psalm 59, verse 9, David writes, he says, I will keep watch, some Bibles say wait, I will keep watch for you, O my strength. And I sometimes wonder how many opportunities have been lost. I wonder how many doors have closed because of our reaction or retaliation to situations and circumstances. I remember one day, there was a, a man in, in our church who worked, worked for my dad, and he, he was dissatisfied about something, you know, lack of progress or whatever it was, I can't remember. And so he came to my father the one day, and he came up with a strategy, and he said, well, I'm gonna go to Pastor Ed, and I'm gonna resign. That'll teach him. So he marched in and he said, I'm resigning. And my father said, I accept. <laughs> and he struggled. That man struggled after that for a very long period of time. You see, he had reacted and the door closed. And if we wait, God will give us the strength we need and I dare say the wisdom if we will wait. So David brings this problem to the Lord. He brings it to the attention of the Lord. And now he waits. He says, I will keep watch and I will wait for you, O my strength, speaking of the Lord. He says, I'm going to wait. Doesn't do anything. Just wait. It's quite contrary to my character. I'm like scenario A, scenario B, scenario C, and I can just kick them down, you know, I can kick down the down the different uh, scenarios. But sometimes we just have to wait. And David was in the midst of the storm. He, he, know, he knew what the problem was. They wanted him dead. He wasn't sure of what the outcome would be, but he waited. And there are times when we don't know what will happen. But in those moments, we should watch and wait with faith until we see what God wants us to do or what God is going to do. So we need to stop the urge to react and vent and his strength will be ours. His strength will come to us. Point number five is the simple point. He is our strength. He is our strength. Now sometimes we look at it like this. We see God here and we see his character and his gifts over here which is peace and strength and joy, 
And then read down here, and so we aspire to these things. We want the gifts. But the gifts are found in the giver. So don't look there, look here. Look here. And go for God. Embrace God. That's what we need to do. Receive Him, and you'll have His strength. Now, there's a theological term for this. It's called appropriation. It, we need to appropriate Him as our strength. Not His strength as our strength, but appropriate Him. And it's a difficult word to understand, and I was trying to think of an example, and then I remembered an example. It might not be ideal, but it might just help. When I was packing now to go on holiday, I, I opened my cupboard and I thought, okay, what shirts am I going to pack? And on my top shelf, next to the deodorant and whatever, here is a brand new t-shirt. It's been lying there the whole year. So I took the t-shirt out, and it, brand new, I see it's still got the label on it. I'm thinking, oh yes, this was my Christmas present from last year. And I'm thinking, oh wow, that's quite cool. I wonder who gave it to me. And I thought, ah, oh, I can uh, re-gift this. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> you've never done that? No, I thought, okay, now I must. I ripped the label off and I thought, okay, I'm going to wear this nice shirt on holiday. You see, I had received the shirt, but I hadn't appropriated it. And so I wore the shirt on holiday and I looked fantastic. So I want to encourage you, take him, take the Lord, you'll get his strength. Take hold of him, and his strength will be yours. I've endeavored to make the Lord my strength. And this holiday, I discovered something happened where God already had my back, even though I didn't know about it. And uh, we have a little dog. A little white Maltese poodle. And uh, it actually belongs to my one daughter. And uh, during my wife's illness and up until her passing, this dog was a great companion to my wife and was able to sort of be her shadow even when times were really tough. And it was almost like the dog had a sense of knowing. And uh, so, my wife left one instruction, and she said to us a day or so before she passed away, she said, look after the dog. <laughs> okay. That was stronger than a will. <laughs> so now we're on holiday, and uh, it's New Year's Eve. And it uh, must have been the fireworks or something she got. She, firstly, she went to, we gave her to some friends to look after for us. And so they were taking care of her. And their house is on a busy, dangerous street. And she chewed her way through the netting and everything and managed to escape and get out. We were on holiday, having a good time. Not a worry in the world. And... Um, at about 
Just before one, I put my phone into silent mode so that I wouldn't be disturbed and, uh, and I climbed into bed and a little bit later, I picked up my phone and unbeknown to me, a call had come through while I, in those few minutes. And on that call was a message, a voice message, and this is the message. Hi, my name is Zandri. I have cupcake. <laughs> I was driving home and saw this dog running wildly around, and she looked out of place. I picked her up. She is safe with me. You can collect her in the morning. I didn't know the dog was gone. <laughs> I didn't know. And I suddenly realized God had my back. It was already taken care of. Before I even discovered the situation, it was already taken care of. And my question is, who stops in the dead of night to pick up a dog that's running around? You know, who will take responsibility to care for someone else's animal and call its owners? And who offers to take care of the dog and make arrangements for us to collect it? I mean, most of us would never. But there it was. It could have been lost, run over, stolen. Who knows? But God had my back. He'd already made a way. Because my strength is in Him. I've got to trust him. I've got to believe him. There was another situation. We were flying back from being on holiday. And here we're sitting in the airport. Now, that airport in East London is quite small. And there are tables where you can have coffee. And they're right in the middle of the rows where people are queuing to get into the aircraft. So you sit there. And initially it's nice, and then everybody starts queuing up, and suddenly you've got like half a dozen people around your table, staring at you, drinking your <laughs> coffee. And they're all standing there. Of course, they would never open the gates, so they just stand. And, you know, and I'm like, I'm sitting there and um, enduring this lot, and uh, the next thing, a lady comes to the next table. And she sits down there, and she's got this big fancy suitcase. You know one of those fancy suitcases? You know the ones you, you see in the store window? Those fancy ones. You've got this fancy suitcase. And my mother still said to me, man, that's a fancy suitcase, and it's very big. I don't think it's ever going to fit in the overhead compartment. But anyway, we're not going to moan. There it is. And it, wasn't, it was quite a greenish color, wasn't it? Whatever the color was. So the lady sits down and she holds out her phone. She phones somebody and she starts singing happy birthday. So now I've got this one quarreling happy birthday here with her big suitcase. And I've got all these other six people looking down at my chocolate chip muffin. And I'm like, what is going on here? And my plane hasn't landed yet. So I'm, anyway, so the next thing the lady decides, she needs the bathroom. I mean, of course. And she just leaves the suitcase. And, and off she goes to the bathroom and goes, ding. And they say, do not leave your luggage unattended. <laughs> unattended luggage will be removed. And I'm thinking. <laughs> and I say to my family, I said, can you believe this? And my one daughter pipes up and she says, no, but dad, we're here to look after her luggage. 
And I thought, God's got her back. Because here we're looking after her luggage for her. And she doesn't even know it. So she comes back, hello, hello. She comes back and she's got one of those big handbags. You know one of those handbags that if you were to sell it, you could go on holiday for a month. You know one of those. And she plonks it down on the table and then she disappears again. And I reminded myself that my daughter said, we are here to look after her handbag. And we did until she returned and uh, got on the plane. She didn't even know it. We were watching her baggage for her. Isn't that amazing? I think if we can understand this, if we can make God our strength, God will have our backs. We won't even know it. We won't even know what we've been spared. We won't even know what we've been rescued from. We won't even realize it. We won't even realize who he's using to take care of things for us. So now I can just give God praise and thanks. My dog is fine, she's home. I've fulfilled my wife's wishes. I'm happy wife, happy house. So, <laughs> lastly, as I close, there's a connection between strength and praise. There's a connection between strength and praise. And David writes in verse 17, he says, To you, O oh my strength, I sing praise. In the previous verse, verse 16, just go back one verse, it says, but I will sing of your strength and proclaim your loving devotion in the morning. Now listen to this. David didn't know whether he would be alive in the morning. He didn't know whether those scavengers would actually get to him during the night. But by faith he said, I'm going to sing and in the morning, I'm still going to be singing. And do you know what? I believe David continued to do that. He continued day by day, finding his strength in God, singing his way out of this. That's why we have all the Psalms. And the end result was that after King Saul had now sent the assassins and made his plan clear, David sang. That's what we've just read about. And then for the next many years, perhaps 10 to 15 years, David lived as a fugitive, constantly in danger of his life. And at the end of those 10 to 15 years, he was still singing, but he was king. And God had fulfilled his destiny for him. And if you will embrace God and his strength, and you will break out in some praise, faith praise, a sacrifice of praise, and make that a lifestyle, one day you will suddenly realize, my goodness, I'm no longer there. I'm here. I'm in my destiny. I'm where I need to be. And live that way, day by day, week by week, month by month. Let's see what God is going to do. So, one, 
Make the Lord your strength. Decide that you need his strength. Two, wait and watch for the Lord in your situation. Don't rush in where angels fear to tread. Put God and his strength between you and that which would like to destroy you. That's what David did. His house was surrounded. And he put God and his strength between those things and him. Break out in praise and shift the focus off your issues and onto him. And get ready to rejoice and to be able to tell the story of how faithful God has been to you. Would you stand with me as we pray? Lord, we thank you that we can be alive at this time, that you have spared our lives, that we can look forward to this year that lies ahead and we say, we need your strength. We embrace, we appropriate you as our God and our strength. We will wait and watch to see what you will say and we will respond in obedience. We will put you, God, and your strength between ourselves and anything that would seek to come and destroy. And we will break out in praise. And we will praise from the beginning through the middle to the end when we suddenly realize you have undertaken. You had our backs and we most of the time didn't even realize it, Lord. And we will rejoice because of your great faithfulness to us. That's my prayer for your people in the year that lies ahead, Lord. And I pray that they will go out in confidence and in strength, and that they will know you as their strength. And I speak your blessing over your people now, Lord, and I ask for your blessing and your favor and your peace on them now, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful year.